This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Welcome back to the post office and joining me from the great state of Iowa is the longtime voice of Knoxville Raceway, Tony Bachoven. Hello, Tony. How are you? I'm good, postman. And uh, I'm chuckling here when you say the post office. I always figured my face would end up hanging in a post office somewhere. <laughs> you know, I kind of had you pegged for that. All No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tony, what is opening week for Knoxville Raceway like for a kid that gets to announce races there yeah you know you, you can't see it but i got goosebumps on my arm when you were saying that because uh you know i'm i'm a huge fan postman and so uh this is our this is the first weekend coming up this weekend and it's been a long winter here in iowa and you know there's some new guys and some team swapping going on and stuff like that so super excited about getting back to the racetrack and and getting to see all my friends again it's been a long winter <laughs> I was looking a little bit at your history. You've been doing this from since 1996, so I think 26 years. If my math is right, 26 years. Isn't it the and, – and I have the same life that you have, just different job, different gig. Isn't yeah. it amazing that 26 years in to still get goosebumps? Yeah, it, it really is. And I was telling someone over the weekend um, that, you know, this will be season 26 for me. And as I was saying it, I couldn't believe it, you know, because it's went so fast. But – it's like coming into this weekend, I, I have the same nerves that I remember having the first night about, okay, making sure I have all my stuff right and have the driver information right and, and you know, just just getting the flow down and just all of those things. Um, I'm, I'm glad that I still have those nerves, but yeah, it's I'm nervous about it. And I'll be nervous until we get the first set of cars on the track. <laughs> That is the greatest nerves in the world. I did, um, I, of course, and I feel the same way. I'm 19 years on MRN, and, like, when I roll into Daytona, it's like, oh, my gosh, do I have everything? Do I have my notes? Do I have everything? You know, and you relax. But I had, a, I had, a, I had an interesting one. About six years ago, a little AM station here in Concord um, asked me, hey, do you want to come in on a Friday night and do high school football? And that was probably 10 years ago now. Anyhow, I uh, want to come in on a Friday night and do high school football. I'm like, whoa, I don't know about that. That's, that's, boy, that's out of my comfort zone. And, and Bob yeah. Brown and, and, and Bob has passed since. Bob said, Steve, you do MRN with millions of people listening to your Daytona 500 broadcast. There's not going to be 500 people that can get our 500 watt AM signal on Friday night. What are you worried about? And I said, dude, I said, 
I, 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 it doesn't matter to me. And I went into that like scared to death doing it. But Tony, that's a good scared when, when, when you have, you have, and I have, it's a good scared when you have a passion like that to do it. Yeah, it, it for sure is. And, and, you know, I would be more worried about the fact if I was just rolling into Knoxville this weekend with my laptop and my, my phone cord, you know, um, because I, I don't want to just mail it in. And, and so, you know, I get that and, you know, preparing for races and I've seen you prepare for races too. We go with far more material than we're actually going to use yeah. and people don't understand it, but it's like, no, I got to have it just in case. Right. And, and I may not use it, but that's okay. <laughs> Rather have it than not use it. That's for sure. Do you have a, uh, do you have a race day routine, Tony, that you do? Yeah. Um, so I usually stay at the racetrack on the weekends in my motor home, even though, People laugh about that because Pella's only, you know, 14 miles from the racetrack. So I live really close. But um, I, I get up on Saturday mornings. Um, first thing I usually do is I walk straight to the pit gate. Uh, my motorhome's not far from there. So I walk straight to the pit gate. And usually by then, the Duncans are already on the racetrack. And that's usually 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. Duncans are already on the racetrack working on things. And um, the, the sign guys, the banner guys are hanging up banners. And then I usually walk down to the ticket office, um, check in down there. Um, usually around middle of the morning, 11 o'clock, I head upstairs to the press box, turn the PA on, make sure it works. Um, you know, because if lightning strikes or something like that between, you know, Saturday nights, that happens a lot. Um, so I get that done, make sure that all works. Uh, then I go back and chill out for a little while. Um, sometimes depending on the weekend, if there's special guys in town, I'll walk down to the hotel and see who's in the parking lot or something like that. And then uh, usually from about two o'clock to four 30, that's Tony time. Like I get in my motor home and I just chill. I don't talk to anybody. I don't, you know, I just kind of some alone time to get my mind in the right place. And then by around five 30 quarter six, it's race time. That is neat. That is neat. Do you, do you eat a lot or do you eat a little on race day? Very little, very really? little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want a lot in the tank when I'm sitting up there trying to announce. And so, <laughs> yeah, so no, I don't eat a lot on race day. Um, you know, I usually bring two or three bottles of Gatorade or something like that up into the press box with me when it's time to go. Um, and then sometimes during the night, um, if the concession girls come through, I might order something, but I don't like eat a big lunch and then I don't eat dinner before race time and all that kind of stuff. Because uh, again, my nerves get pretty amped up and I don't want a lot in my stomach when that happens. You know, I just, I'd rather wait until after the races and then eat something then. See, that's fascinating. That really is. And that's why I love how all of us are wired so differently. And and we get into this with MRN too. There's, there's some guys that want nothing in the tank. Me, for whatever reason, nothing phases me, whether, whether I'm hungry or not. So, like, if I'm, if, I'm, uh, if I'm out there, there's a pork tenderloin in my pre-race activity. You know, I mean, there just is. But I think that's fascinating. I think that's great what, what, what works for you. And uh, it's just it always fascinates me what different guys consume and do and don't. So then when you get done, is it, uh, are, you, are you ready then to eat? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm i usually, I head to the motor home and I usually either have something ready to grill or I'll run down to Casey's if it's late and grab some pizza or something like that. But usually I grill something at the motor home after, have a drink, mix a drink or something. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, but for sure. When it's when the races are over, it's it's eat time. <laughs> what a reward. That that has got to be that has got to be the neatest part. You have a night that goes well, a day that goes well, everything is great and everything like that. That has got to be a huge reward. A guy, a grill, and a drink. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. That has got to be a neat moment for you, Tony. Sitting at the racetrack. Yes, at the, oh yeah, throwing the racetrack. That's right. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny because the other part that's kind of cool, and, and I wish more people could experience this, and I call it watching the racetrack wake up and watching the racetrack go to sleep. Yeah. And um, so, like, when I'm sitting at my motorhome after the races, grilling or, you know, chilling out, whatever I'm doing there, and pretty soon, you know, the cleaning people are, are done, and um, I hear them blowing the grandstands out, and then pretty soon I see the track lights go out, and then the, the lights in the parking lot go out, and it's like, okay, place is packed up for another week. You know, we'll, we'll be back here next week. And then on Saturday mornings, you know, it's the opposite of that, right? You start to see the banner guys out and everybody's, you know, things are happening. And so you watch the racetrack wake up and then you watch it go to sleep. And, and that's the thing, like during the nationals, people will say, what, what's one thing I should do? And I'm like, you should hang around till the lights go out. Now, sometimes that's really, really late, but, <laughs> but like, you should hang around until the lights go out just to experience what I like to call the racetrack going back to sleep. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to YouTube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. Man, I love that. I really do. I just think that that's uh, that that that's so neat, and and just just goes along and shows shows your passion for it as well, Tony. A couple of broad term announcing topics that I like to get to. I, I I'm a I'm a very occasional announcer, track announcer, because the MRN stuff keeps me busy. And well, quite honestly, I'm not all that good at it. I just get through, just slug it out and get through. But you're obviously a well accomplished announcer, not only there at the uh, Knoxville but Chili Bowl and so many other places the impact of pay-per-view tapping into your feed what what has that been like tony and and what is the impact of that been yeah you know uh, i my my opinion on that has changed um i used to to be concerned that um that it would hurt the, yeah. the track racing but but what i believe happens and and i'm sure every promoter has a different opinion of this and i'll probably get a call but I believe that people tune into Knoxville Raceway that maybe haven't come there before. And that's what helps make them decide to come to the Knoxville Nationals or the Late Model Nationals or the Corn Belt Nationals or something like that, because they watched it online and they're like, hey, you know what? We really should go there. And and so I think I think personally, it's a good thing. I'm always amazed on Saturday night. Um, sometimes I have to shut my Facebook off during the races because the amount of people from around the world 
that are Facebook messaging me, letting me know that they're watching. Um, I mean, it's postman. It's not uncommon. I'll get 10 or 12 people from Pennsylvania. I'll get people from California, Australia, just random people just chiming in, letting me know that, Hey, this is awesome. We're watching Knoxville. So I, I think big picture wise, um, I don't think people are not coming to the nationals because they can watch it online. Um, The other side of that is I believe that people may not come from Des Moines if the weather's questionable because they're like, well, let's just watch it online tonight because the weather might be iffy. So I I think there's some good, I think there, there probably is some of that going on where some people, you know, maybe use it just in case it rains. I don't want to drive there. Um, But I think there's way more good coming from it than bad. I'm I, I I think I'm parallel with you where you're at with that because at one time I thought pay-per-view was going to be the death of racing. I mean, maybe not that extreme, but it's like there's no way this will work. And I think I, I think one of the things and, and then it's the challenge as an announcer to present for the racetrack and to present for the pay-per-view. I am the world's worst track announcer on the few occasions that I do it, I am the world's worst announcer to listen to on pay-per-view because the next thing I know, I'm, I'm like the, 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 the dog squirrel, you know, I see some guy walking through the scans with a funnel cake, a snow cone and a six pack of beer, not dropping at all. And the next thing I know I'm doing play by play on him. Well, the camera is somewhere else. Someone's sitting at home saying, what the hell is this guy talking about? And I just, I've never been able to find the balance to do it well. And you guys, you do it so well. Uh, Johnny does it well. Blake Anderson, you guys that do it all the time do it so well. And I think the upside of it is, is that it brings, you know, let's go racing. Well, that's (laughs) Knoxville. You wanted the best. You got them for a breast. You know, it's showtime, that sort of thing. I think that balancing act you guys do is it, it, it's good, but it has to be challenging to find that balance. Yeah, so I, I believe people really enjoy that, though, when, when they hear you kind of go off on a squirrel moment because it makes them feel like they're there, you know? They might be sitting in Pennsylvania, but, but when you're talking about that guy that's holding his beer and his food and all this kind of stuff, and yeah, I think they enjoy that because if they want to just watch a race and, and watch it on TV, that's what you get, right? But But you get the feel of being at Knoxville or wherever the track is when you watch it on, on a streaming service. So I believe people like that. Um, now I do get asked often, you know, why are you talking when the cars are on the racetrack? Cause we can't hear you anyway. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so I have to remind people that, Hey, I'm, I'm also announcing to the suites. I'm announcing to the hall of fame. I'm announcing to dirt vision. So like I have to keep talking because those people, expect to hear something right and and so people don't always think about that but um you know for the most part though i I try to like for myself i have a monitor in the booth and so sometimes um in my peripheral vision i'll see what's on the monitor if that's not what i'm calling sometimes i will call off the monitor just to kind of pull those people at home in a little bit because then they feel like i'm talking to them so I kind of go back and forth a little bit between calling it out the window of the booth and watching it off my monitor just a little bit and, and trying to call some of that so that, you know, the people at, in the grandstands aren't saying, you know, what's he talking about if I was to just call it off the monitor and the people at home are like, he's never talking to us, you know? So, yeah. so I kind of do a little bit of both. 
Yeah, it's a balancing act, and I respect you guys that do it do it very, very well. That's for sure. We've talked about Knoxville, and, of course, you're, you you do a lot of work with the Chili Bowl and a lot of other things. Um, I love the variety you have in your announcing as well because another one of the gigs that you have is Worldwide Technology Raceway and Gateway. You've been doing stuff with Chris Blair for a little bit, and uh, you guys uh, you guys, you get to do some cup racing as well with that. Um, first and foremost, before we get into what you guys are doing there, um, how important is it for you to have a little variety in your announcing and, and, and mix it up a little bit, Tony? Uh, it's vitally important to me. Um, you know, I've told people before, I am a huge, huge, huge drag racing fan. Ah. And so for me, you know, uh, you know, when I'm not at the races or I'm, I'm always looking at NHRA and following what's going on with the drag racing scene. Um, I just like doing other stuff. You know, I've covered the, the off-road trucks before and and it takes me outside of my comfort zone right and so um i enjoy it a lot because i'm just a race fan it doesn't have to be just sprint cars even though that's you know my heart is sprint cars but um i like all kinds of racing and so getting to do a lot of these is like a kid's dream come true and and so i've been very blessed to get to do um you know some mrn stuff with you guys right. and and the infinity and the trucks and and last year, um, you know, when Chris Blair, he texted me one day and he asked me what I was doing the week after the Knoxville Nationals. And um, normally I would be at Eddyville Raceway Park, which is a little IHRA eighth mile drag strip about 45 minutes from here. They have a, an event called the World Fuel Altered Nationals. And I typically announce that. And he's like, well, hey, would you like to come down and and call the, the NASCAR truck race and the IndyCar race? And I... I seriously post, man, I, I read that text for an hour before I replied to him. Cause I'm like, I can't, I can't believe he's asking me to do this, yeah. you know? And so, um, it was so cool. And, you know, because I, you know, I would have never in my life guessed that I would be on the microphone calling an IndyCar race, you know, so let alone the, the NASCAR trucks and, and all the other stuff. So just super, super cool. I would say so. This week, um, Chris and, and the guys at Worldwide Technology Raceway announced um, a third broadcast. I, I'll preface this, and this kind of goes back to our pay-per-view announcing um, discussion yep. that we had. Um, I grew up, I, I have been so blessed that my mentors, I've had to work with my mentors. I got to work with, uh, with uh, Eli Gold. I got to work with Barney Hall for a long, long time and Ken Squire. And Ken, Ken's philosophy is that there should be three broadcasts from every race. There should be television, there should be radio, and there should be PA. And that they're all three different because they're different audiences. And we understand the way the world works that a lot of times those cross over. And that's, that's, that's what we just talked about, actually, with the pay-per-view. Yeah. But what Chris and the guys at Worldwide Technology and you are doing, I love it because you are building a separate broadcast specifically and exclusively for PA. What are you guys working on and, 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 and how neat is that going to be for you guys to be able to do that? Yeah. You know, it's so cool postman that, that, you know, we're bringing the three of us, Eric and Jim Childers and uh, together to do this race. And um, you know, we'll actually be in the booth right next to, to the MRN guys. And um, you know, so we're, we're just trying to bring that grassroots feel back to what's happening there at Worldwide Technology Raceway. And, you know, we're, we're calling the race just like I'd call the races on Saturday night. You know, it's, 
we we don't have any we don't have the luxury of a scanner you know like you get to have a yep. scanner in your ear when you're working pit road right and you're right. hearing so when when they're coming in to to do the pit the, a pit stop i'm literally at the indy car race i had my binoculars on and i'm watching the pit stop happen and i'm calling the pit stop from the booth on my binoculars you know but but that's what the fans in the grandstands are seeing. So I'm just trying to, to elaborate on the picture that they're getting um, by doing it there in the grandstands. And um, it's, it's, it went really, really good last time. And uh, some of the fans, they loved it because they felt like it was three guys sitting in the garage talking about racing. And, and as an announcer, and I know you can appreciate this, that's, that's almost the best compliment they could give me. Yeah. That that's winning right there. That really is. That's what we do. That's winning as far as that goes. And and the great part about it is, is if you go to NASCAR races, and I'll I'll be selfish with our plug. If you want to hear MRN, get your get your racing electronic scanner right. and four five four point zero zero zero. When when I read that this week, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to dial you up this week, let alone the Knoxville opener. When I read that, it was like I, I wanted to stand up and cheer um, because <laughs> I just think that that is going to give fans. Face it, race day experience, you talk about it in Knoxville. We talk about it at the Chili Bowl, World of Outlaws. Brian Carter and his group talk about it all the time. It sounds like that uh, Chris Blair is really tied into that race day experience as well there at uh, at Gateway or Worldwide Technology Raceway. Yeah, you know, and I'm not just saying this because he's also my boss, but if you watch what uh, Chris Blair and Mr. Francois are doing at Worldwide Technology Raceway, it's all about the fan experience. Yeah. And, and they focus on that every day. And um, I think that's what really sets them apart. Yeah, it is. I can't wait. I haven't been there in years, and I'm looking forward to getting there. And uh, there's some good dirt track racing not too far from there also. So it's going to be a great, <laughs> great weekend. It is going to be awesome, that's for sure. Okay, Tony, we've covered all the announcing stuff, all the fun stuff. I'm Googling you this morning, okay? And I learned something about you that I did not know. And I don't know why I did not know this, other than I don't pay attention. Um Director of Sales and Business Development at Ringomatic. I, I don't know what I thought you did during the rest of the week, uh, but I didn't know exactly what it was. Um, you have a real job. Tell me about your real job. Yeah, so uh, it, it makes me chuckle that Steve Post was Googling Tony Baco. That's, <laughs> that's <very> <laughs> yeah. um, but but what Ringomatic is, we're a vacuum excavation company for construction equipment. So. Um, the, the easiest way I can t to tell you what it is, is, you know, when you're driving around your town and you see those little colored flags stuck in the yard yeah. and there's some construction work going to happen, the utilities have been located. We make a machine that uses high pressure water and vacuum to dig a hole in the ground. So oh. think of it as a big shop vac, but it's pulled on a trailer behind a truck. Um, and what that's for is, is you have to, before you do any construction underground, you have to be able to verify the location of the utility, right. whether that's a gas line or the water line or the fiber optic line or whatever that is. And so this is a preferred method because you can get right on top of that utility and not damage it like you might do with a backhoe. So think about the news and you see a, a site where they evacuated four city blocks because a gas main was broke. That's done with a backhoe. And, and this machine that we build does it and you can get right on top of it and not damage it. So we make many different sizes of them, all the way from trailer-mounted units to truck size, truck-mounted units. And so um, that's what I do during the week. I tell people that my real job is announcing, but I do this for the insurance. So <laughs> <laughs> I 
love it. I love it. That's awesome. It's so funny because this past Friday night, the Xfinity race at uh, Martinsville was the Dial 811 Before You Dig uh, 250 presented by Dial811.com or something like that. It's just funny you talk about that because we had messages on there. So I uh, need to get a ringomatic and you'll be in good shape. Is it a, is it a you know, is your, your territory, if you will, is it a worldwide or do you have a region that you cover with that? No, so so I manage the business side of it. So okay. all the market sales departments, parts and service, um, the the aftermarket sales side of the business. So um, we we sell internationally. We sell into Australia. We sell into the Philippines. Um, we have dealers all across North America, uh, and then I have regional people that are out working in their territories throughout the country. So. Um, so basically, if you think about uh, a manufacturing company, we have the business side and then the manufacturing side. Right. So I have a counterpart that that he oversees all of the actual build of the machines. I oversee all the rest of the business side. Oh, see that? So. See that? You you do something bet between Saturday night and Saturday night. How about that? That's cool. <laughs> I do. I'm working on race stuff. <laughs> That's it. Well, there's that too. There's that too. How is the um, how is the racing going? I saw you running carts around here a couple of years back. My buddy Sage uh, Chuck with Sage Fruit sponsored you. You still dabbling in a little racing action, are you? I am. I have a brand new cart sitting in the shop right now. Um, I crashed one last fall and bent it pretty good, so I had to get a new one. Um, but no, things are good. It's it's you know the more racing stuff I do, which I am so thankful to get to do the less go-kart racing I get to do. So it's kind of a, a balance there, right? So I'll probably race four or five times this year. And, um, you know, like I told some other people, I race in a class where you have to be 35 or older. Oh. And the best part of that is none of us believe we're going to Daytona next year. None of us are going to go start on the Indy 500 next year. So we're not flipping each other over and crashing each other. And it's, so it's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, for the, we race hard, but we aren't, you know, we're not going to Daytona, so <laughs> we don't have to impress anybody. Love it. Absolutely love it. And my final topic for you here, and, and I, I just, I, I don't even, I respect you so much that you do this, but I don't understand it at all. You dabbled in politics. Uh, you were a yeah. former councilman there in the city of Pella. My, my question is part tongue in cheek, but part real. Have you lost your mind? I mean... Um, the desire to dabble in politics, what makes a guy desire to dabble in politics? Yeah, that's funny. You say that, um, you know, for, for me, um, you know, I've been born and raised in Pella, Iowa, um, lived here my whole life. And so this town means a lot to me. And, um, what started it was I was the president of the chamber of commerce at one point in my life. And I was sitting at a city council meeting one night. And there was all kinds of things going on that I just didn't agree with. And, and so, you know, this will shock you. I had an opinion on something. And, and so I thought, you know what? The best way for me to fix that is I need to run for office. So I ran this particular time, not really thinking I was going to win, but I was going to feel better about voicing my opinion yeah. that I ran. Well, heck, I won by two to one. And so, um, so that was my first foray into politics. And but the the best way I can can summarize it is it's the best way for me to give back to my community. I'm not a millionaire, so I'm not leaving a big trust fund to anybody. And this is this is how I can give back to my community. I can I can do this and, and try to make a difference in our community. Now, I'll tell you, it's getting tougher and tougher and tougher every day. Um, 
just because of all the social issues that are going on in our country and, you know, all that other stuff. But um, I, deep down in a dark place, I really do love it. And, and the, the, the drama of it sometimes gets me fired up and I like that part of it. And, uh, but, but again, it's more about me being able to give back to my community and that's how I've, you know, kind of chosen to do it. You're a better man than me. <laughs> I mean, you, I, I respect the heck out of you for that. And I, and I, and I understand the motive and I get the motive. Oh boy. I don't know about it. I don't know. Well, like I said, you're a better man than me, Tony. The thing that I didn't expect though, running for, for politics in a, in a small town was I learned that I have to go grocery shopping after 10 o'clock at night because nobody wants to talk about their sidewalks and the chuck holes in the street and, and all this kind of stuff after 10 o'clock. So that's the safe time to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, Tony, um, we wish you the, uh, appreciate you joining us here on the post office and, uh, just enjoy the week leading up to Knoxville. I look forward to catching up with you when we get out to, to Gateway out there to Worldwide Race, uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway. But uh, kudos on all the success. Best of luck with your 26th season there at Knoxville. And thanks for joining us here on the post office. Thanks, Postman. Look forward to seeing you in uh, St. Louis and then when you guys come to Knoxville. Yeah, two trips to Knoxville, trucks and the Nationals. So always look forward to it, that's for sure. That's Tony Bakoven joining us here on the post office. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.